if you're across the kitchen table from a client and you're like, oh my God, I got to get this done. I, I got to close this person because this means this check to me and this is what I'm going to be able to do with it. That energy is it's like a radiator. The person's going to feel before you even walk into the room, look in your eyes, look at your stance, your, your posture, everything like that. And you're coming off in this hunter, I'm going to get you mode versus can I listen to you? Can I really serve you? Can I really, really help you? And ask questions and listen to that person versus, hey, I'm going to throw up my whole thing on you. It's going to be so great. You're going to love it. And that's it. <laughs> that, that's But you know, it doesn't work out like that because it's just the connection with your energy, your mindset and your intentions as well. You know. This is the Angles of Latitude podcast, session number 144 with the hosts of the Abundance Daily podcast, Alex and Sarah Dumas. What you're about to hear is the integration of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. Liberty. We choose to go to the moon. It's happening. And all things geek. Yeah, I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Uh, You got a badass over here. Welcome to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for listening in today. I'm your host, J.C. Preston, founder of New Inceptions, and with me as co-host today is Harrison Painter, founder of Amplify Indie. If this is the first time you're listening in, this is a show where we bring you life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs, athletes, experts, and artists to help you find and execute your own personal mission and live a lifestyle that you're proud of. Getting into it today, one of the first things that happened when I was starting my journey back in 2006 and 2007 was I was part of a network marketing group. And this group called LTD really helped me get my head straight. And in fact, if you read the blog at all, you might have seen several posts where I talk about ideas that I learned about back then. And it was a group that really had the newest person in mind. And I'll always be grateful for that opportunity. Uh, Likewise, Harrison and I on occasion talk about the fact that A good MLM team like LTD is a great way for other people to get started on their self-development journey as well. And in today's chat, we have a a, a bit of a treat for you guys. Today's guests, Alex and Sarah Dumas, they started in the MLM direct sales world like me, but unlike me, they didn't leave on the best terms. And what they've learned since then, amongst other things, is that many of the concepts that they were trained on don't necessarily apply to every one and every business. And in fact, much of what they were trained to do is for people with a scarcity mentality. So in this chat, Harrison and I find out how they were initially exposed to entrepreneurship, uh, what made them decide there was a better way of building their business, and what they believe is the secret to working as a team. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys about Fizzle. And you know, I've, I, I've been telling you guys about fizzle since I started the show back in 2015. And since then, the dynamics of the team over there has changed a bit. But one thing has definitely stayed the same, the quality of their content. And in fact, as I was told by someone who recently signed up, the content that you find over there, much of it you really don't find or see anywhere else. Even their podcast is different than most other business-related podcasts. In their content, they talk about everyday issues that we all have to deal with as solopreneurs, such as building your first website, to asking the right questions of your market and truly finding out what they want, to even learning about tips and tricks to make your content better. I mean, it's, it's, it's all there. I mean, if you really want great how-to content for the new entrepreneur or even entrepreneur, because I've been there too, Fizzle is your place. You can get started today free for two weeks by visiting newinceptions.com slash fizzle. That's newinceptions.com slash F-I-Z-Z-L-E. All right. So again, before we get started, I want to remind you that I'm archiving old sessions of the show. Last week, I archived 10 more episodes. So if you want to access these classic conversations, check out the Patreon page at patreon.com slash newinceptions. 
And also don't forget to subscribe and comment on the show via whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Doing so helps other people find the show, which means we can help them do more fulfilling work themselves. Show notes and show no- extras of this conversation can be found at newinceptions.com slash 144. And as usual, I'll be on after the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is JC Preston, and with me today is the awesome Harrison Painter. Thank you for joining us today. Harrison, what is up, my friend? You know what? I, I was surprised today. My, my beautiful wife surprised me with a handheld battery-operated milk frother. A milk frother. A milk frother. So, so <laughs> let, let me, quick story, quick story, right? So, so my wife works the late shift. She's a nurse, okay? So our schedules are like polar opposite right now. And I'm on this ketogenic diet. So in the morning, typically, I drink what's called bulletproof coffee. Mm-hmm. For anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's, it's coffee that has a little bit of butter in it, and it has uh, MCT oil or coconut oil mm-hmm. in it. And when you put that stuff in the coffee, I typically put it in my, my for those of you that might have one, one of the Ninja blenders, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're very, very loud to blend them. So the wife has been complaining incessantly <laughs> about how loud my Bulletproof coffee is. So... Out of the sweetness of her heart, she did all of the, <laughs> and a little bit of selfishness, she uh, she did some research and found this little handheld thing that it literally, you just stick it in your coffee, you hit a button, and it's very quiet, and, it's, and it frosts your coffee for you. Mm. So combined. So I'm very excited about that. Because that's, that's definitely something that I've found when I'm, when I'm using uh, coconut oil in my coffee, is that it just kind of has a tendency to just race to the top, and it's just like, you, you have that oil, and then it's just straight up black coffee, which is, yeah, it's not sexy. No, I mean, no. it definitely looks like you're drinking out of the Exxon Valdez spill, uh, you know, but it's very good for you. So, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So as we're recording this, it is February and next week is going to be uh, Valentine's day, or as I like to call it back when I was single in college with singles awareness day. And then, you know, it's pretty much the same thing that mandates that, you know, it, it main it basically is a day for couples who do not typically do things together. It makes them do things together. And because really that's, you know, when it comes to an entrepreneurial world, especially it's usually like one partner is the entrepreneur and then the other person is doing their own thing as well. And what's great about Valentine's day is that it brings people together. And as I touched back in session 19 of the show, you know, being a part of an entrepreneurial couple can be a very interesting ride. But uh, today's guests have actually built several different businesses in the networking, uh, the network marketing and financial service arenas. Uh, and what they realized is that a lot of what they were learning in those professions can actually be applied to entrepreneurs in, in all industries. And today they're their purpose is to help entrepreneurs reach larger audiences and grow their income by upgrading their money mindset. And from this, they've created the Abundant Life Blueprint as well as the Abundance Daily Podcast. Today, we're talking with Alex and Sarah Dumas, parents of two kids. And thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting in this. So when I was active back in, in Amway, um, one of the things which I got involved with right after I got my bachelor's was, was Amway group called LTD. And it really blew me away because of all the self-improvement and stuff that they were teaching us. You know, they, they, they made us read books that I, you know, at that point, I don't want to read a book because all I'm used to is, is textbooks, right? I really haven't watched movies the way that they want me to watch movies. And like, you know, here's a pointer that you want to take away from gladiator how can you see yourself in his shoes? And then one of the other things that they they did is they actually made us um, <laughs> turn our car into what's called a rolling university. And I still have a lot of these habits that I developed back then. And to me, it's funny how when you know when you think about it, it all started with with a call that I got from my best man, and he just he just wanted me to be introduced to some guy that had this awesome opportunity, and. I got a question for you guys. I mean, how were you guys initially exposed to entrepreneurship? Was it something that you guys grew up with or did you kind of have that 
that that initial meeting like I did or or what? How'd that go? For me, I always um, it was always around me. My dad is a CPA, but he's always um, also worked in a regular job. So he's always had his side CPA business. I grew up with him having that. I would actually help him in it too when I was younger, like doing filing and stuff like that. And then my mom was also very um, entrepreneurial. She had, she stayed more on like the direct sales type of thing. She was big into fuller brush. We had a whole fuller brush closet in our basement. Um, then she got into like a couple of other things when fuller brush um, closed its doors. But so for me, it was always around and I always knew that there was other possibilities for an income besides just a regular nine to five job. And uh, for me, it was really more of introduction uh, later on in life. Uh, um, I had um, you know, var- various people <laughs> introduced me. Uh, Sarah was probably being the, the, one of the main people that, uh, you know, started talking to me more about, you know, bringing up uh, extra streams of income and looking into opportunities. And, you know, some friends would... um approached me as well and it wasn't until you know i was probably 30 where i decided all right let me take a look you know things were changing in our life where you know we had our daughter already and about to have her son so we were just looking for um uh, more things to you know obviously bring in more income and just start to build a business and a life for ourselves and that's how i kind of got my introduction into it gotcha gotcha so network marketing direct sales kind of in both of your guys' businesses. What are the, some of the primary things that you guys got out of those years? I would say mindset is the biggest thing. Like you mentioned, is that a lot of companies, uh, they make you read self-help books and all of that. And in the beginning, I was more so reading it because they told me to read it. And, you know, <laughs> there's a difference between reading something just to read it and kind of get something out of it and then actually taking a book and straight up applying it to your life. So, um, and doing the things, putting it into action. So I probably spent half uh, that time just reading and not really, it's like, oh yeah, that was, that was great advice. And like, you know, it stayed in my head for like a week or two, maybe a month. And, and then it's like out the window and then mm-hmm. actually taking the advice and really applying it and really doing the things the, is what yeah, made the, the biggest change. Yeah. Right. My education really was mindset there. Cause you know, I, I think that MLMs direct marketing, network marketing, whatever you want to call it, um, they really do, you know, you have to be super excited about the products that you're offering, right? Yeah. And if you can't, if you have problems conveying that, you know, you, you know, it's a great opportunity because you, you, your upline, they're proof that it works. Right. But at the same time, if you don't have that ability to convey, you know, the, the, the excitement of the product, then you're going to be, you know, can't, I mean, SOL, right? And the, the the thing is, is that for me, being an Amway, love the products, but come from a small town, come from Indiana, where you know <laughs> people have problems paying for like super high premium priced stuff. Period. You know, and right. you know. Right. Like for example, Cutco. I you know I spent some time in Cutco. I know some guys here online that have a heck of a a background in uh, doing marketing in Cutco, and they I don't think that they would have it have had the same success doing what they did then in in the Midwest. And I think both of them, well, one's East Coast and one West Coast, but you know they they completely killed it and. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. So, what did you learn from the financial services industry? Because I, I know that you guys went into that as well. Yeah, that was um, where Alex was the main runner in that. But I did help him with back end stuff. Um, I was doing more of like the admin work for him. But that was probably where we learned the most um, because. It was financial services, one of the biggest industries that you could be in. Um, It's proven like time and time again on different types of surveys of what is the biggest industry in the United States and all of that. Um, So we saw a lot of successful people around multimillionaires. Um, It's just 
it was a different experience for us versus the direct sales. When I was in direct sales, yeah, were there big earners, but mostly you were talking six-figure earners. You're not talking seven, eight, nine, ten figure. Like we're talking, you know, millionaires and billionaires in the financial service. So, but at the same time, while it was great to be around that energy and experience such high earners and such and all of that, it's also where we had our wake-up call, so to speak, um, which was that in that industry was a lot of hustle, 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 <laughs> sleep when you're dead, all yeah. that kind of mentality. Like, forget this. You can, you can, you can risk not seeing your kids for five years if it'll make you a billionaire. That was literally the mindset and things that were taught in that industry. And that was a wake up call to us because we're like, no, like we don't want to, you know, Alex was out and doing financial service stuff all the time. He would be, you know, it's it was mainly going to somebody's house and doing a presentation and and offering the services, that type of a thing. And then once we started building a team, he would have to go out with his team and train his team. And so he was constantly at people's houses. And if he wasn't at people's houses, he was constantly out trying to make connections, going to networking groups, doing all of this work that really it was kind of almost like an old school approach that they were teaching um and by that i mean you know just back to tactics that people did in like the 80s and 90s where it's like oh you got to you got to network in person it's like hello we have social media nowadays like you can really um like kind of leverage that so that you're not spending so much time without your family. You can get people on like email lists instead of having to make phone calls and going to their house and all of this stuff. So while it was a great industry and we learned a lot in a good way, we also saw a lot of what we don't want and what we wanted to, and we knew how to change it and, and make it uh, see a better way. And is there anything you wanted to add to that? Cause you were the main one in the finance with the financial services. Yeah. Um, you know, just with that, like you were saying, it was just a lot of hours spent, a lot of time driving. And there are a lot of days, a lot of nights where I'm just thinking to myself, like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> I'm here busting my butt, uh, driving, you know, ba back when we were living in New York, we live in, uh, lived in Long Island. Anybody who knows like the area, I would be going into to Brooklyn, into Manhattan, and uh, sometimes you know, Jersey, yeah, Connecticut. Sometimes, yeah, Jersey. So I you're mean, talking two to four hour drives one way, right? And maybe meet with one person, two people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just it was a lot of, and, and a lot of this on me too. A lot of this is me not really understanding how to leverage my time, leverage my energy. Well, I'll stop you there. It it you could try to put the blame on yourself, but it really was the mentorship within that industry and exactly what they were preaching to do. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I why that. I was saying yeah. we, we saw what was being done and we, we were like, Nope, we could teach people how to do this in a better way in all different industries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, it's sorry. No, no, it's, it's fine. I mean, uh, I think that the, the shift of that is really just us, you know, reaching out to different mentorship, different coaches, and then, Understanding that, yes, it's going to take some effort. We're not saying that it's going to be an easy peasy breeze right. kind of thing. No one's offering a, 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 the magic pill or get rich quick kind exactly. of thing. But understanding that what can you do in four hours? Can you do the same thing in four hours that you can do in 16? Can you put that same amount of concentrated effort mm -hmm. and focus into a short burst of time versus, oh, well, it's, you know, I got 10 hours to go. Let me see what I can do and not really kind of spin your wheels versus having a strategy, being productive and then, you know, taking action and, uh, you know, reaping rewards from that. I fell total victim to the 24 seven hustle concept, right? And you guys came out of two very greedy industries, right? Network marketing and financial services. Greed, greed, greed is good. There has to be a loser in order to have a winner, right? So where was that, 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 was there one moment where you kind of looked at each other and said, man, there has just got to be a better way? Was it, was it just one moment or a series of moments that kind of led you to understand that there is more to life than this? Yeah, um, there, there were a 
a number of different experiences. Um, yeah. I won't get too much into detail of it, but um, you know, at least for my experience, just having situations kind of done behind my back, like where I have, you know, people within my team organization where things weren't communicated to me, where um, essentially, essentially, we were having sales stolen from us behind our back, and then when people were caught, they were making up things like the way that the the um the uh the structure structure of the company was supposed to happen is that when you brought somebody on as an advisor under you you trained that person and when you were training that person you split the sale with that person so instead of like people were taking out our recruits on their own calls and they were splitting with that they were taking that recruits um like a uh, personal list and and training our recruits and then taking half of that sale and not telling us hey this person had a had an opportunity i just you know they didn't ask if they could go with them they just kind of took that on their own initiative so when that started happening that was one of the things that um made us pull out of that uh you know start considering leaving that industry um and but I think it was an evolution of things because right. you had Alex, you had started with Alex started with doing trying to do more social media based stuff. So or um, internet based stuff instead of doing so much face to face. So he was doing a lot of free educational videos, basically putting financial service terms into layman's terms for people. And he, we were getting leads that way and we were kind of doing business over the phone or whatever, instead of doing these different um, type of trips. And then that evolved into, we started wanting to, people started asking us for advice and, and things like that, that were in different industries than we were in. So then we were like, well, if we're kind of coaching people on their personal finances, what about if we coach businesses on their business finances and, and how to start a business and all that stuff? Right. It wasn't necessarily an idea of, well, we're going to you know, create a podcast one day. We're going to yeah, do it videos. Just, it really just it was an evolution started. Of yeah. You know, just yeah. like you said, from the Facebook lives and seeing that response of people going, hey, we really like this. You know, can you teach us more? Get in comments. I mean, it, it's not all about the comments, but really the um, the engagement and the, the content of the comments of people saying, hey, how do you do this? Or can you please share more of this? And we were really seeing a big need for that and also just from our experiences with seeing these different sales um, people that we were working with, you know, good people, great intentions, but misguided because of this old school kind of knuckle dragger <laughs> uh, beliefs. Right. And, we, you know, we started thinking more and more like, what if we could just help these people? What if we could just kind yeah. of train them and kind of reshift their mind focus so that they have a better connection with money and then they can start actually earning some more money and serve more people because they're not going to operate from this scared, fearful place of, oh, hopefully they don't ask me this question or hope they don't think this is like bait and switch or find out, you know, uh, you know, there's a different clause here or some red tape, some, some, whatever it is in the back of their head, they're thinking, oh, this person's going to find out something in secret right. versus, hey, this is all the cards on the table. This is the best way I can help you and really just listen to that person and figure out what is their problem and what is your solution? And can you make that, can you connect the dots for them? Absolutely. Yeah, it was really a mix of of that and then just seeing what was being done to us that we're like, why are these people, you know, like stealing from us essentially? Like, why do they feel the need to do that? And then we're like, you know, I was on the same path of also like, learning about, this is around the same time that I started looking outside of the business for mentorship. So like money mindset coaches or business coaches that are not affiliated with any company because you can get trained in your network marketing company, but if you're just getting trained by your upline, you're only, you're learning, you're learning a limited amount of information. Like we had a couple of aha moments when we were getting outside business coaching from somebody not affiliated with anything that we were doing. And we were like, oh, that's the same thing we learned in such and such a business. Do you remember that conference that we were at when right. they were talking about this? Well, this is the other missing piece of it. It would have been great to have this other, 
insight <laughs> to connect the dots and, you know, whatever. So it's like we noticed that within those different companies, it was there was a lot of missing parts, too, because although right. you're learning from your upline and your mentors in those businesses, they are applying it to that business and not like life or business in general. When you have the full picture, it could be a lot more helpful. Yeah. And I think looking at it from the lens of, you know, it's not their fault per se, right? It's, it's, it's this mindset that has polluted our culture for a very long time. And, and let's be honest, it's, it's much easier to get in a scarcity mindset than it is typically an abundance mindset, right? The life, the world, the media, everything beats people down to a pulp. And then you get into a career and the career is really teaching you scarcity. So you've, you've kind of had this conditioning in your life almost since birth. Uh, and, and it just takes a little tweak to kind of reset that mind and realize this is all wrong. And do you know how I know it's all wrong? Because everybody I'm surrounded with is miserable. So if, the, if this was right, wouldn't people be happy? And they're not. So to, to look at it, and then, and then you add the 24-7 hustle culture, and then this is the big one you add to it, right? And I dude, trust me, I've been so guilty of this in the past. The fake it until you make it culture. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're all trying to now be something that we're not in survival mode. Uh, and all that does is amplify all of the negative things that come out when you start peeling away the curtain. Yeah. Right. You're just incongruent with your own beliefs. You know, that's one of the biggest parts of just being confident where you keep your promise to yourself, where you keep your word to yourself and you can believe in yourself and trust yourself. And if you're across the table from a kitchen, from, you know, kitchen table from a client and you're like, oh my God, I got to get this done. I, I got to close this person because this means this check to me and this is what I'm going to be able to do with it. That energy is it's like a radiator. The person's going to feel it before you even walk into the room, look in your eyes, look at your stance, your, your posture, everything like that. And you're coming off in this hunter, <laughs> I'm going to get you mode versus can I listen to you? Can I really serve you? Can I really, really help you? And ask questions and listen to that person versus, hey, I'm going to throw up my whole thing on you. <laughs> it's going to be so great. You're going to love it. And that's it. <laughs> that, that's, but, you know, it doesn't work out like that because it's just the connection with your energy, your mindset and your intentions as well. You know. So I want to switch gears a little bit now and talk about the, the relationship side of things, because most people either are going to have a situation like yours or in my case where my wife and I are at total opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. So I'm the entrepreneur in the family. I'm the one that always jumps out of the airplane without the parachute. You know, my wife is the type that really enjoys having, you know, the paycheck on Friday and a little bit more stability within her career, which is, you know, she chose being a nurse where trust me, that's pretty entrepreneurial as well. Right. When things are going south, she understands how to, how to be creative and help people and whatnot, but in a very structured environment, and that's where she thrives. So in my experience, what I've seen with people is that a lot of my friends that are successful are on like their third wife, right? Or, or you know, that, that work has consumed them because they've been sucked into scarcity, which does feed over into your relationship. Uh, or they're working 24-7, which of course, now you're sacrificing your relationship uh, and all those different things that happen. Now, I can tell you this, and this is where I have a lot of respect for you guys. No way could I work with my wife. <laughs> I love her to pieces, but if I had to work with her, well, she would kill me before I would kill her, but murder would happen probably, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just uh, our relationship when it comes to physically working together. But but what makes us opposite not able to do that is what makes us work in the current environment that we're in. So, you know, you guys met way back in the MySpace era. How How much in that 13 years have you been working together like this? Has it always been like this, or is this something that you guys really have to work on uh, because, you know, the normal things in life can creep its head in? Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic, and I think um, there are times where we, you know, certainly are going to butt heads. You know, she has an idea, I have an idea, and the communication breaks down sometimes, but, I, um, you know, it's been a great experience because we're both really aligned with what we what we want to do we both kind of come to each other at the same time with ideas like 
hey, I was just thinking that or aha, yeah, like we should we should do that. That sounds great. And I think I don't I think there's not too much conflict because we're both really focused on the right direction. We have kind of that that end goal in mind and we know you know what our message is, what our purpose is and why we're why we even started in the first place. Yeah. And just to answer the other part of your question, we all have only been working in this business. Um, it's this business together that we have been working um, together. The other businesses, like the financial services, Alex really did that. He was the one going on all those appointments. He yeah. was the one going to the office all the time. I was just the one he yeah, right, right. yeah. I was, you know, maybe putting in customers' applications or whatever, yeah. you know. I was, he was, he would let me know what's going on with the team and we would kind of like work on, you know, how to handle that together. So I was kind of more like the venting board slash admin <laughs> assistant, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then in my, like every time we've been in a business, I, it's usually just one of us working it while the other one's supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is the first business that we're both in, but even still, we're still two separate coaches. So we have two separate um, styles to coaching. Um, I'm more like on the spiritual aspect of things. I'm very like, I tell my clients, like, I care more about your success than I do your feelings. And not that I'm going to intentionally hurt your feelings, but I can be very blunt and and very out there. And if something has to be said, I'm going to say it because it. I'm saying it so that you can correct it or address it or whatever so that you can fix it for your success. Alex is more of the strategy guy. He's into the sales script kind of um, thing and all that kind of sit, hardcore sales training, the strategy side of it. And while we can both do all aspects of the coaching. Um, it's when, when we have clients come to us, like part of our questionnaire is who do you want to work with Sarah or Alex or both? Because we have some clients that they want, you know, to work with me, but they want him for the strategy. So they will, you know, we can, we can do the same thing. And then like Alex said, it's just, we feel so aligned with this business too, that we're just very much on board together at the core of it and what we're trying to accomplish. And then the other aspects of it, we can kind of branch out, you know, our own ways. Right. Cause you have a background in, in NLP and, and Reiki, right? Yeah. I mean, that's completely different and as opposed exactly. to strategy. So you're more spiritual. He's, he's more strategy and that, yeah, that definitely balances each other out. Wait, wait, you, wait, let's touch on that a little bit for any listener that doesn't know what NLP is. Can you, Explain a little bit about neuro-linguistic programming and, and why it's important and why you use it. So it's it's how our brain operates, essentially. And um, understanding how your brain works and, and why you're like with negative thoughts and things like that, how to reprogram that. Like your operating system, right? Yeah, it's your operating system. And I'm also very big, you know, into learning about the subconscious mind and all of that. So like you, one of you had mentioned earlier about, um, you know, we have the stuff that we learned as kids, like it's ingrained in us. And that's true because the subconscious mind, we're walking subconscious minds between the age of really zero and 18, but it's really prevalent uh, when you're zero to seven years old. You're pretty much a pure subconscious mind. So everything that's being said around you, to you, about you, anything in earshot, you're absorbing and it becomes your belief system. So that's important to understand, and especially in the money mindset realm, because if you notice, you probably have the same money habits that your parents had, unless you have worked to correct that. So, um, and that's why as we get older, it's like stuff comes out of our mouth and we're like, oh my goodness, I just sounded like my mother or oh, I just sounded <laughs> like my father. It's because their belief systems became our belief systems when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're not working to correct that, uh, you know, then that's usually how you're going to remain. Um, and that's why, you know, the poor stay poor, the rich get richer, because if you are born into abundance of money, 
you never have to worry about money. But when you grow up in poverty and you're always hearing your parents complain about money, then you try to be successful as an adult. It's hard to do because you're you have the thoughts in your head that uh, money doesn't grow on trees. Money's hard to come by. You have to work hard for your money. Uh, mm-hmm. All these different things that we heard our parents say. Yeah. So it's that's one of the biggest things with um, NLP and just subconscious mind and everything related to that. Um, that's why I focus on that so heavily. I love yeah. it. I love it. And the other thing that you you we were just saying is Ricky and and we had a guest on that he or she was all into that and she is just can you can you kind of go into a little bit what it is so we can have a little bit of refresher yeah so reiki is energy healing and what that the reason that i actually went into it was more of a selfish reason um because i was reading up on ways that you can self-heal yourself you can heal your pet you can anybody it could be like done over the phone or not even you know the the reiki coach who um who oh i can't remember what it's called now that's pretty bad because i don't when you are a master reiki coach you can also teach other people and have them become reiki masters i don't operate with it on that level uh attunement is the word. So when you're becoming a Reiki master, you get attuned and another Reiki master has to attune you. So the the master that I was working under, she attuned me one night and it was like a thing just done on a scheduler. She's like, oh, pick a date and a time. And at that date and time, just go lay down and rest and don't, don't do anything. Don't be on your phone, like just relax. And I was like, okay. And it was really freaky because And Alex was sitting right next to me and I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like this tingly sensation in my back or whatever. Like I can literally feel the energy going through me. And so um, it's really cool because when you are in person, basically you are concentrating and you're centering on absorbing this energy. And then you're focusing on transferring that energy through your hands onto the person or the animal that you are trying to heal. And you hold your hands in certain um, spots over their body for a certain amount of time. And there's usually like, you can go on YouTube and like look up um, Reiki tunes um, where it'll have like meditation music with little bells in it. And when you hear the little bell, then you know to move your hand to the next spot and just hold it and focus. And you're just focusing all of that good, pure healing energy from you into that other person. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. And and um, yeah, when I first heard about it in that previous interview, it was like, wow, that is amazing. Some of the stuff that that, that can actually do for people. I mean, like yeah. this, this releasing energy that most people don't even think about as, as being there. And it's just, it's just so cool. Yeah. So really like, I guess my last question in regards to this particular topic, um, how you guys are working together, what would you recommend to others who are wanting to potentially work with their significant other? So they, but they don't want to make, we want to make sure that they don't step on each other's toes. Well, I would say that the number one thing is make sure you have a good underlying relationship. So just good relationship in your marriage period. Like you have to be friends with yeah, each other. We're each other's like each best other. friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I love, like if you're, if the presence of your spouse annoys you, like you don't want to see them all day, every day. Well, then I wouldn't suggest working together. I have no problem being around Alex all the time. Actually, I enjoy being around him more than you know, if he's not around me. So, um, that is one thing, just making sure that you guys can actually stand being around each other all the time. Um, and then the other thing I would say is delegate, break up the tasks of, you know, find out what each of you are good at, what your zone of genius is in the business, separate the tasks that way, Mm -hmm. and then hire for anything else that neither of you wants to do. Yeah. I think that's that's the that's the best way, best strategy. You know, just like the like the wrestler says, know your role. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if if you are a creative person and you are uh, you know 
woo woo kind of just get out there and and uh, and create and generate then do that and if you're the person who's like i i, I like to do you know, design things i like to um you know write up the emails i like to create the content and and, and make sure that this system is connected to this and you're real technical then be that but like sarah said anything else find help for it build it you know there's nothing wrong with hiring out someone else to do it and look over other experts because one, we don't want you to bang your head against the door, against the wall, thinking I have to do everything. That's not what your business is meant for you to do. Your business right. is meant for you to give you a lifestyle, whatever you can contribute to it. Obviously, that's important. But whatever you're not you know, that great at, find somebody else who, yeah, who is. And not that you have to hire like a full time employee with a salary, but right. you can hire um you know, like like a, like a part-time VA contractor, yeah. barter services with other people. Yeah, yeah. Be creative. Yeah. Think outside the box. That's what you are as an entrepreneur. You're a person who they, they see the box, and you're like, hmm, how do I think outside of it, and then think <laughs> even beyond the box, and you know. So that's that's our two cents on that. I mean, that's a huge point because as entrepreneurs, we're always taught to be these jack of all trades, right? And staying in your own lane is so important. Uh, LeVar Ball, I know he's kind of a polarizing figure, right? But he, he created that line of shirts that really took off that it even says stay in your lane, right? And I, and I <laughs> loved it because I, I, we're not really taught to do that anymore. We're taught to, you, you got to do everything. And it's just not possible to do everything. Yeah. And I think that that also plays into the 24 seven hustle mentality too. Cause it's like, usually those people who are telling you do everything are also like sleep when you're dead, just do it all. Sleep when yeah. you're dead. Well, but they're, they're <laughs> wired, they're wired that way. And you know, that, that if that's the way that they, they're, you know, that's their normal way of, of working, then it works for them. But there's other people that have completely different, um, sleep schedules, for example, or, or whatever. Sometimes they're better, they're better off in the morning doing things in the morning. And I know some people that run through the entire night, <clears throat> Harrison. <But> I do <laughs> want to say something though. I, I do want to say a little something in defense because I think I'm still in a bit of a 24 seven hustle thing myself, but here's the difference though. Like I don't, I don't feel like I, even though I work 24 seven, I don't feel like I ever work because everything I do, I truly love. It's a part of who I am. It's in, in, in my fabric. I'm not selling a product that I don't believe in, right? I'm actually right. living a lifestyle that just happens to also generate revenue for me, but I also get to help a ton of people along the way. So I think that's the other issue too. If, 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 if the 24 seven hustle is crushing you, you might not be doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing anyway. Right. Yeah, right, that's right. really true too. And just to add on to that, because like whether you're wired for it or not, whether you um like you said, if you're if you're living your passion, and that's exactly how I feel right now, is that the this business is a part of me. So um I will do the same thing where it's like, well, you know what, I have some free time right now. Like, let me just work on business, you know, business stuff, whatever, because I enjoy doing it. But when I say the 24-7 hustle, as long as it's not interfering, you're not taking time away from your loved ones. That's the biggest thing to me um, because just with that 24-7 hustle usually comes the attitude of, oh, your kids could wait. Like, you know, hustle now. You can spend time with them so later. So true. Right, so right. It's like that. Uh, what's that saying? Like, do the things now that others won't so you can live how they can't or something. And it's right. like, well, you could, you could have it both ways. Business is literally what you make it to be. If you're going to decide that you're never going to spend time with your family or friends and all you're going to do is work, 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 work and be a workhorse. Well, then that's what business is going to be because that's what you believe it to be. If you believe that you could have time freedom and you can spend time, quality time with your kids and your family and you can still have an extremely successful business, well, then that's exactly what your business is going to be because that is your belief and that is how you're showing up. So, yeah, no commission in the world is worth missing your kid's t-ball game or spending that one date night with your wife or whatever that important thing is that needs to happen. There is no amount of money that's worth missing those moments for. Right. You can't get those moments back. And part of, you know, your role as you know, an entrepreneur, those who are listening 
is if you're coming up with a schedule, a weekly schedule, monthly, yearly, whatever it is, put your family in first. Yeah. <laughs> get your date nights situated. Get, um, you know, ice cream with the kids, whatever it may be. Get that first because that was um, one of the challenges I would always have is, uh, oh, I had this meeting here. I have to go to this event. I have to go to this. And people be like, well, where am I? Uh, you're not <laughs> in the schedule. In. Yeah. I, you know, I can pencil you in for like a five minute hug, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, but but honestly, it's really just about what gets scheduled is going to get done. And, you know, to Sarah's point about being a workhorse, understand that there's going to be seasons in your life. There may be a two week stretch where you have to just you have to have a serious run at something. You're about to launch something. And but you make, put your head down. But yeah, but you make your loved ones aware of it and right. you still schedule the important things right. in with them first. Right. And then you exactly. schedule those things after. You build your business around your life. Right. Yes. And here's the beautiful thing for anybody listening right now who's struggling with this. You guys actually have an abundant life blueprint program that people can take advantage of. Could you share a little bit about that with us, how people can get involved with that and how it can help them if they're kind of stuck in this cycle that they can't seem to get out of? Yeah. So actually we decided to, um, change that up to rename it to the abundant business blueprint. And that literally just changed. So it's not reflected on our website yet, but, um, We are doing actually a free mini course before we launch that, um, which is coming up. It starts next week, but actually people can get on the wait list for the free mini course now. And it's on our website. It's called Sold Out How to Sell Without Being Salesy. And we cover five tips that we feel were the biggest shifts that we made in our business. And after that mini course, is done, then we are um, enrolling for the Abundant Business Blueprint. So in the Abundant Business Blueprint, we're going to go over things like money mindset, because money mindset is the biggest thing we feel um, for an abundant business. Because if you're in scarcity mindset, that's when you get into you know, all the negative thoughts, you're leading with negative energy, you are usually you know hustling 24-7 without uh, see, you know, maybe seeing little results or not the results that you think you should be getting because you're you're leading with that negative energy. Um, we also cover how to message people properly because I'm sure we've all been victims to the friend request on Facebook and then the random copy and pasted message that we get one second after we press the accept button and those okay. kind of salesy messages that people lead with um, and that are really repelling customers instead of attracting customers. So we address that also. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't have the, I mean, these are like just all real experiences that we've, we've done. We've made these mistakes. We've goofed on them. We've flopped and flubbed and, and as we keep working and refining our skills and improving and getting connected with um, our purpose and our audience now we, you know, there's been times I look back at old messages. I'm like, oh my god, what <laughs> did I write? What, what did I do? But this is, yeah. but this is part of you know our journey, and this is also why we just you know got into this, you know, started this business up because we looking at it, it's like there's so many people out there that are making these mistakes. How can we help them? How can we just help them shift and make those tweaks to really build a real business for themselves? Yeah. And, so and you guys oh sorry, go ahead. Oh sorry. I was just gonna say, like essentially in in a in a uh quick way, the abundant business blueprint is just showing you how to tweak the things that maybe you're already doing and you're not getting the results with, or maybe you are even thinking about starting a business and just so you start off the right way and the purpose of it is to make you effective at sales and leading with a serving attitude, getting your money mindset right to ensure that you have the time freedom and that, like Alex said with, you know, like we talked about before with scheduling family first before um, anything else, we go over all of that stuff, but much more in depth. And it also, um, we give you tools along the way and the money mindset shift alone is probably could be like its own um, course that we could offer too, because it's so huge and monumental part of the course. 
And if people want to learn more, you, you guys also have a podcast as well, correct? And I assume some other new ventures for 2019. So yeah, share a little bit about the podcast and, and how people can connect with you here throughout 2019. No problem. The, the podcast is called Abundance Daily. You can find that on iTunes, on Spotify, or on Podbean. We publish episodes twice a week. So Monday morning, Mondays and Thursdays, you can find new episodes. Um, and you can also find, uh, old resources on abundancedaily.com. That's our website. And we have uh, you know, a few freebies out there for, for your, uh, for your folks. Um, yeah. The, the free course that we're yeah, launching. The, yeah. The free course the is going to be up there. Tab is on there so they can sign up that way too. Yeah. Um, but, and also, you know, the, the abundant business blueprint is where I'm rolling out. And, um, you know, we're looking to do more speaking opportunities, more speaking gigs and just reach out to you know, our local community and, uh, you know, anywhere else. But, um, yeah, those are the two main things that right now we're really focusing on is the podcast and this course and obviously the freebies and um, being able to help out more people. Yeah, and we just recently got involved in a youth mentorship opportunity yeah. too, so that's yeah. pretty cool and exciting. Yeah. So as we're closing out the uh, conversation, we always go into the rapid fire question segment. <laughs> All right. Getting this one going, this is my favorite question. Who are three influencers or teachers that have launched you to where you're at today? Jim Rohn, Les Brown. And probably um, Zig Ziglar or James Wedmore. James Wedmore, yeah, James I would Wedmore add. Sure, yeah. yeah. What's one gift that you like giving others? Um, I, I guess for for her, I, I mean, I love to give her flowers. I love to just buy her <laughs> what jewelry and stuff like that. You know, that makes me happy. Thanks. I love it. You're welcome. I just give the gifts of love to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. In the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Mm, that's a real good question. I think uh, for me, it was the shift of not, like we talked about this whole episode, of not hustling hard, of realizing that there's a lot of people out there that work hard. I was one of those, and I wasn't getting anywhere. I was spinning my wheels. What can I do different? And once I started to look into those possibilities, that made the biggest difference. Um, for me, it was um, getting into learning about manifestation and the subconscious mind and the the whole NLP thing. Like that made the biggest shift because of learning how I can change my mindset, which I didn't know about that before. So here's a big question, you know, in, in a world where, where we are talking about a lot of things and we're in a very divisive culture right now, right? What issue do you believe people ought to be talking about, but yet nobody seems to be talking about it? Hmm. Oh man. That's, That's deep, so right? That's yeah. deep. Cause there's so many, there's a lot of places we can take this, but, um, whew. You know, one of the things that we were just watching last night that that really caught my eye was about um, sex trafficking, mm. and you know, all these different ways of how people are, you know, these young these young men and women are really at risk, and how how easy and how dangerous it is to you know to lure them and attract them into yeah. a lifestyle and basically they're sex slaves. But as crazy as that you know, that side of life is, I think what really opened my eyes is, is our roles as parents. Like, what are we yeah. talking to them about? Are we paying attention to the signs of our, have they dropped off from all their interests with you know, things they used to love? Did they like sports? Now they're in their room all day. Uh, are they hanging around with a, a different crowd? Are they dressed in a certain way? Are they not eating as much or not sleeping as much? Paying attention to your kids. I think that's one of the things we really have to talk about, you know, the bullying and stuff like that. Bullies are always going to be there. You got to learn how to deal with it, but really just focusing on your kids and what kind of conversations are they, are you having with them? What are they having with themselves? What are you programming into your kids to, to build them up and not tear them down? Or even what conversations are they having with other people on social media or on their phone that you don't know about? Right. I'm so glad you brought that up because, uh, I, I work directly with something called the Hope Center Indie. They're actually the largest aftercare program for women rescued from sex and human trafficking. 
And we've even put together through our nonprofit partner, Coffee Community Outreach for Financial Education, we put together a financial literacy program for these girls. We're, we're in our, I think, eighth month of the program. And it's, I mean, every week, it's, it's, a, it, it's an amazing thing because if there's, you know, I, I'm one of those proponents where, where I really try to help people get out of this victimhood mentality that I think we're, we're infected with and become leaders. And if there ever was anybody that could play the victim card, it's absolutely these girls. And I will tell you, these girls refuse to do it. Like they are focused on getting their life back, becoming leaders and not allowing victimhood to rule them and their past or who they are. And it's just, it's, it's an epidemic. People don't realize is happening. Like even the Super Bowl, they had one of the largest sex trafficking busts ever at our most recent Super Bowl here in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, because the, the Super Bowl is actually one of the largest events where sex traffickers go basically to recruit, to kidnap kids. It's, it's mind blowing to me. And, and it's not something, even I was guilty before I was introduced to them. I thought sex trafficking happened in like Vietnam or, you know, some exotic third world country or something, not in Shelbyville or Indianapolis or Atlanta. I mean, it just never hit me, but it does. So it's it's not that true. You know, that typical, they have the white van with the blacked out windows and they'll grab people in the streets. It's, it's the social media now. It's the way that they can, their, their, their message and their language. Hey, meet me here. Yeah, hey, or, can I yeah. come to my house? Hey, we're going to have a party or something. You know, whatever it is. I don't know right. exactly what they're saying, but it's effective enough that they're getting these young people to trust them enough. And unfortunately, they're getting caught up in these, you know, these situations. But um, I think, you know, like I said, for parents out there, it can't just be about the TV raising them or Netflix raising them. You have to... Um, really speak with your kids and, and educate them and empower them. And, you know, for the women that you work with at, um, you know, at that center, you know, they're just testaments of what, you know, what the heart of a champion is like and they're survivors. And when you equip somebody who wants to do more and you just give them an opportunity and you equip them, you're going to see great things come from them. Mm. Love it. Uh, final question. What's the secret to achieving personal freedom? Getting out of the jail that's between your ears. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Concur. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Get out of your own way and stay in your own lane, right? I mean, that's, that's like Confucius couldn't have said that better. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I married her. She's got. <laughs> well, guys, again, this has been Alex and Sarah Jimus. Uh, both can be found at abundancedaily.com. Um, where can people find you on the socials? I am on Instagram at Sarah underscore Duboss eight eight eight, and that's Sarah with an H. You can find me on Instagram at the Real Alex Dumas. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Abundance Daily, the number eight. So that's a free business page, and we just offer a lot of tips over there. Um, we don't really do Twitter too much. It's really just Instagram and Facebook for the most part, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we said, with our podcast, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, feel free to subscribe, leave a review and, um, you know, share with your friends as well. Abundance Daily is the name of the podcast. Mondays and Thursdays, you can find that and um, you'll, you'll see us around and other things. Well, we're going to love to just collaborate with other entrepreneurs, collaborate with other business owners and anything we can do to, um, you know, to help people. All right. Well, again, thank you for spending us some time with us today. And, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking with you guys. Uh, we want to thank you guys. You guys are a great team. We really appreciate you um, having us on the show. And um, anything we can do to support you, let us know. And um, you know, thank you and your listeners for taking time with us. That's good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Cheers. Cheers. All right. There you have it. I hope this interview has been inspirational to you. And and to me, it's really cool how these two are working together to get things done. And if you're one of those blessed individuals who can work with your spouse like they do, then then you got it made, I think. And it's always been really cool to me to see couples working together to get a single goal taken care of. Uh, In today's show note extras, I'll be sharing some videos from their YouTube channel. And there's a couple of quick lessons that you can apply 
today in your life and business right away. And I also have a couple of episodes of their Abundance Daily podcast. In the short lessons, Alex talks about how it's okay to be competitive but not combative and why you need to keep fighting for your dreams even when it's really, really hard to do so. In the podcast sessions I got linked, uh, you'll learn more about the power of affirmations and discipline and how those really help you live more a life of abundance. Uh, so be sure to check those out via the show notes at newinceptions.com slash 144. And uh, guys, that's that's pretty much it for this session. Remember, if you want to be part of a community that knows what it's like to be a solopreneur and has content focused on your daily life, be sure to check out Fizzle. Get your first two weeks free by visiting newinceptions.com slash F-I-Z-Z-L-E. Thank you again for spending a little bit of time with me, Harrison, Alex, and Sarah today. Always appreciate having you here. And until next session, dig in, have fun, and take care in whatever you're creating. And we'll see you back here next time. Thanks for listening to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Connect with us at home, at work, or on the go at facebook.com slash new inceptions, on Twitter at new inceptions, Instagram at new dot inceptions, and on the web at newinceptions.com.